You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. Silver and black today. Raiders 17-16 losers to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Again, do us a favor, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it. Just search Silver and Black today wherever you get it, and you'll be able to do that. We appreciate you doing that. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscription and the notifications bell. And thanks to all the people in the chat and getting out all that aggression and fun uh, and... uh, (laughs) And everything you have to say, we appreciate you being there. I am, of course, joined as I am always on the post game show with uh, Murph from Raiders Fan Radio and my broadcast partner, Mo Moten. He's a national NFL writer at Bleacher Report and also the Raiders columnist up at sportsnot.com. Guys, I'm going to start here with the offense. We'll get into the penalties and the defense in a second. But you look at the Raiders. The Raiders had two, you ready? They had two first downs in the second half. Two first downs in the second half. And here you you go back to the and, and this is where Mo and I know we're arguing with some folks, Murph, on Twitter about the car interception at the end of the first half. After the car interception, um and and, and going into the second half, the Raiders, two third quarter possessions, both were punts. Okay. One possession netted negative 10 yards. The other possession netted zero yards. Then in the fourth quarter, they had a field goal, a punt, and the interception, of course, to end the game. Um, It's hard when even your defense at that point had given up three and then 10 points or six points, I should say. And, and you can't get the ball downfield. You have Devontae Adams. It didn't seem there were a couple miscues to him, Moe and Murph. Uh, but again, it seemed like it got lost again. And, it, and the play calling and Derek Carr not being in sync, it all seemed to combine for just a complete shutdown and dysfunction on offense again. Yeah, and I think I gotta go, I gotta pin that. Uh, obviously, we gotta pin on Josh McDaniels because he's the mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. Because we don't know what Mick Lombardi does, but like, uh, uh, the idea that like Josh Jacobs goes down and then like you lose all your ability to be creative on play calling. We saw mm-hmm. in the first half, we saw that Amir Abdullah screenplay come back to life. That thing that we saw in the preseason, and we've seen sporadically throughout the season, but not much. But how many times? Like, if that wasn't the most Patriots offensive play ever, like that's that's what they do. And and we did it to success. Well, where did he go? Like, and yeah. if Josh Jacobs is is that injured and that much of a liability, then why is he in the game? Like, why why keep forcing that to him? And why keep and I and I get that he's a warrior and he's the guy and. And, and that's no disrespect to Josh Jacobs and his, his want to be on the field. 
but as yeah. a coaching staff, like, don't you got to, at that point, if you're this mad genius that we all suspect that he is, and he has shown that he is, then wouldn't you find a way to adjust within that? And again, I don't know all the X's and O's and the details of their play calling, but I will say this, clearly it was ineffective. Because we were, I mean, like, it doesn't take a rocket scientist or a fan in their freaking bonus room to figure that out, man. I mean, it was a freaking disaster in the second half. It was. Mo, what did you see on off? I mean, the play calling, uh, clearly fans not, not, not happy with that. But there was also a lack of execution from the players. Again, total team loss, not blame on one person or one unit. But what did you see outside of the play calling? You talked about the Josh Jacobs, the dependency there. They got Zamir White in there. They ran him a few times. But but with a running back, as you know, as you cover the whole league, it's important for a running back to get enough carries where you kind of get into a rhythm of the game and you start to feel it, so to speak. Um they never had that chance. Once Josh Jacobs was hurt and he hurt the finger, uh, it never seemed like they fully committed. They rather have Jacobs out there, whether he was as effective as uh, as before or not. Uh, what did you see overall with that offense? I just didn't see any rhythm. Not mm. not just not any urgency, but I just didn't see any rhythm from Card to his connection with Adams to Josh Jacobs to the run game to the offensive line losing two two uh, starters. Their Raiders offense just lost complete momentum coming out of halftime. And as you said, two punts in the third quarter didn't and kicks kicked the field goal late. But I mean, it's it's just mind-boggling because like Murph, I'm sitting, I'm sitting and I'm watching the game and I'm thinking, okay, the Rams have one chance to basically win this football game. The Raiders are now kind of on the ropes, but they still have the lead. The Rams have to go all the way downfield, like 98 yards. I know it happens to the Raiders so often where they fall apart and crumble, but the defense has to come up with a stop here because Baker Mayfield is two days off of a plane, doesn't know his teammates. They get off the field and we think, and we get on with Murph and we say, okay, it was an ugly win, but it was a win. And then I'm thinking in my head, these are the Raiders. And I had a tweet to Vic Taper earlier today. Vic Taper said, this should be a gimme game for the Raiders. That's what he said. And I laughed to myself because I was like, Vic, and, and all respect to Vic at the Athletic. Great guy, great report. I've been following for years. I, I rock with Vic. But when I saw that tweet, I laughed and I immediately said, Vic, you've been covering this team for how long? You know, the games that seem quote unquote easy or these gimme games, they never turn into gimme games for the Raiders. But <laughs> the Raiders will find creative ways to make things difficult or overly dramatic when they don't have to be. Now, I get these professionals, but the Raiders, for them to collapse the way they did tonight, just puts it up there with the all time hurtful losses for Raider fans out there. And it's just what I saw out there was we talk about by language a lot. I just didn't see a team that had the energy of a team that came into this with three straight victories. I saw a team that kind of looked defeated and yeah. it was weird to see because the Raiders came into this game favored. They have Devonta Adams, Josh Jacobs. I know he's in and out the game, but he's still, he's still available. And to look defeated against a Rams team who's down trying with all of these injuries, no Matthew Stafford, no Cooper cup, no Aaron Donald, to collapse like that, it's just, to me, it's inexcusable. Yeah, and uh, by the way, for the folks in the YouTube chat, um, I, I'm glad you're getting it all out. Let's be let's be re respectful there a little bit. So I've had to hide some people because they're spamming the page. But anyway, um, absolutely. I mean, I didn't see any urgency, Murph. It, it seemed as though it, it really felt like six weeks ago. I mean, it really did in every facet of the game. Yes, the defense played better at the beginning, of course, uh, you saw you saw Chandler Jones with the big fumble, right, to knock the ball out. Cam Akers was a great, great play, and you're like, okay, this is the defense we've seen over the last three weeks. 
And then the backside of the defense isn't good. But they also did not get as much pressure in there, especially with Baker Mayfield in there, uh, to to really give that defensive backfield, which is deficient of talent. It just is. Um, they didn't really give him a chance back there. Now, the most urgency we saw all night was the Amazon Prime folks rushing to play NWA <laughs> after the first freaking Rams touchdown, which is an ultimate slap in the face to Raider fan, if you ask me. But, um, you know, it's it's interesting, like, and as, as I'm listening to you, you know, you all break down some of these things, um, and I'm looking at my notes here. It's such a division. Like, the first half of my notes are so positive. There's yeah. so many things good that happened defensively and offensively, but even defensively, you know, Cleveland Farrell having have, have, uh, showing up early. You know, you mentioned Chandler Jones with that peanut punch. Again, that's a, a second week in a row that we've seen that. We saw Bilal Nichols with, the, with pressure in the sack. That almost created a turnover. Like, where does all that go? Like, and, and you know, again, I, I divert to the, to the football minds. Like, what is it about? Is, is that Patrick Graham? Is that an mm. overall collective? Is that a, a like, is that a, a sideline culture thing? Like, what is the deal? Like, why is it that we have this intensity and this focus to create plays early on in the game? And then it just completely goes away in the second half. Mo? I really can't answer you that on Mur Murph, but it, there's an issue with momentum. And it seems like when it crumbles for the Raiders, it crumbles all the way, all the way through. There is no like, Okay, we have a down stretch and then we can bounce back. A lot of people, a lot of players and coaches like to use the word resilient after wins, especially when they're down and they come back or they have to go through some adversity during the game. And through the years, we've said, and I'm sure all of us said the Raiders have resiliency. They, they're a very resilient team. But to me, with under Josh McDaniels right now, and I know it's early in his tenure, when things are down, things are really down for them. <laughs> and, I, and I know they, and I know they've hung in games, and I know you're going to bring up the stat about one possession games, and they've stuck into all these games. But I say this again: a lot of those one possession games the Raiders have been in shouldn't have been one possession games. Yeah, they're games that games, they're games that the Raiders should have put away, and and that was the case tonight. They should have put it away early in the first half, and they did. Yeah, and and again, um, uh, plenty plenty of blame to go around, but but I see a lot in the chat, and I have to agree. There's several people saying this is. When, when the Raiders seem to struggle, knowing where that defense is at, it always seems to be uh, when the offense just can't get it going. I mean, you're talking about two first downs in the second. How many NFL games can you win with two first downs in the second half? So Josh McDaniels, I don't know what his play calling, why he doesn't go. He, Kelly Kreiner, our good buddies in the chat, saying that it's because McDaniels doesn't trust his quarterback. I don't know. There could be something to that to a certain degree, but at the same time, even when they are throwing the ball, it doesn't seem as though the play, the execution is there. And I just don't understand, Murph, um, how the team can come out with no energy when you know you kind of have to win out to make it in the playoffs. So, so if you go down in a hard-fought battle and you know you it's 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 you lose seventeen to sixteen, but it's back and forth and and it and it's and it's it's executed well. Okay, fine, that's the way it goes sometimes. But to come out and I just saw a lack of energy across the board. Yeah, what? So this is I think we just set an NFL record, not a good one. Are we now the first <laughs> team that's blown four 13 plus point leads in a season? Maybe. I, I, I think so. So I mean, so yeah, so I mean. Uh, and then, then to go to answer, to answer the question about uh, you know him not trusting Derek or Josh McDaniels not trusting Derek, 
I don't know. I mean, we, we saw Derek execute some killer plays in, in the in the first half. Um, that, that that dime that he that he uh, that he that he threw uh, to Devonte just past Jalen Ramsey was amazing. That was an incredible pass that we saw. That little like that little flip that we saw him do to Mac Hollins, like that super like casual little toss thing that he did. Like that was an incredible play. We saw some some really. I mean, you got to trust your quarterback a whole heck of a lot to fake it to one guy and like do basically do like a no look toss to, to the other guy running around. So I mean, so I wouldn't say that he doesn't trust his quarterback. I don't I don't buy into that. But I'm certainly not going to be a Derek Carr apologist in this one because again, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of plays that Derek would want back. But then then again, we just all it does is just funnel into the broader conversation of that there are so many things that went wrong. You can't necessarily pin it down to one singular thing. So I think. True. That, Sure, we could could we address and say Derek could have been better in the second half? Yes. Could the running yeah. game been better? Could the offensive line been better? Little, 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 little. Like there could be a million things that would have could have went better in the second half. And and yeah, that was just <laughs> I, Sorry, I guys, mean, I'm, a, I'm a disaster tonight. I mean, all of my that's feelings. okay. We, that's yeah, that, why you're here, Murph. That's why you're but, here. We want the fans to speak. But I just want to bring up one thing. Devonta Adams, seven targets tonight. Seven. Do you think that do you think that's enough? I, I get it, the Raiders didn't have the ball out in the second half. I understand that, but seven. Right targets i guess to I, I looked at the stats before i got on here the, the rams i know Jalen ramsey's out there but the rams had a bottom half pass defense coming into this their run defense yeah. was a lot better than their pass defense seven targets for Devonte adams right is seven. that is that something that is that is, now is that mean that he was you know is is he is he written into the play calling there or and Derek is missing him or is that something that like, or is that on Josh McDaniels trying to get too cute and trying to, because we know that like we've seen him not feature Devontae in a whole quarter before just in order to get uh, Josh Jacobs going. Yeah. And then all of a sudden Devontae Adams lights it up. Is that something, guys, Scott and Mo, is that what was going on here? Like, why else would you go away from the best receiver in all of football, the guy that is absolutely killing it in the last three games? Right. Murph, I have a response to that. If you can drop all these wide receiver reverses for Matt Collins to get him the football, you can draw up some plays to get Devontae Adams, your best offensive playmaker on the perimeter of the football. If you could do it for Mac on, on a run, you could do it for Devontae on the, in the passing game. So I don't want to give any excuses to Josh McDaniels for, for not getting his best player involved at that point, his best receiver involved at that point, Derek Carr for not getting the ball to him. But something is amiss there for Devontae Adams to come out of a game where you see the momentum shifting toward the Rams. And Devontae Adams finishes with seven targets. To me, is that's a questionable yeah, statistic right there. Yeah, and I think that is co- absolutely coaching. I mean, I mean, Mo, to bring up the numbers, and I'm looking at them right here. Uh, like you said, seven targets, three receptions, three receptions. Right. Not only that, but you look at the rest. So Derek Carr only threw 20 passes. Now we know they didn't have many possessions. That's part of the problem because they couldn't get first downs in the second half. Right. But you're talking about seven targets, three receptions. Mac Hollins had four targets, two receptions. Then past that, two receptions for Abdullah, two receptions for Josh Jacobs, one for Keelan Cole, and one for Johnson. Um, Foster Moreau had one target, no catches. They didn't involve the tight end in the game plan at all. I didn't see any of the play. We see it every game the tight end involved, at least three, four, without Darren Waller, of course, three, four, five, six targets to Foster Moreau. They had one today. He was invisible in this game. I don't know why, especially to your point about the the Rams' pass defense outside of Jalen Ramsey, and even he got burned by Devontae Adams early, uh, mm-hmm. is not very good. To take the tight end and send them over the middle on on those third and five or third and six or third and twos, I, again, it goes back to coaching. To me, Derek Carr, I don't care if you're running the hell out of the ball like we've seen the last three weeks. 
you have to throw more than 20 passes. But again, you have to get first downs too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Take it, Mo. <laughs> Mo's like, yeah. I, I'm just, He's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. It, it, it just amazes me that, you know, I, I, I bet you if you look on the Twitterverse right now, this is what Twitter does. They're just looking for one person to blame. So there's going to be a portion of fans that are going to say it's Josh McDaniel's fault. They're going to be a portion of fans that say it's it's Derek Carr's fault. They're oh, going to be a portion him. of you know. Th- those are the two factions right now. And I and I and they're going to be a portion of fans say the defense, the defense gave it up in the second half and the penalties. And I get it, Amik Robinson, the pass interference, and Jerry Tillery, the penalty. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't really I I completely not in my head that knocking the ball out of the quarterback's hand was a penalty until yeah. it popped up. I was like, Oh, yeah, that's a penalty. But it it, you know, letter of the law type of thing. But it's, sure it is. It's, but it's it, this this is not I know fans do this and they're going to do this anyway. But to me, <laughs> this is a this is another one it of those. Is. I resemble that remark. <laughs> Except Murph, <laughs> Murph, you're in a different league. You're a different breed of fan. But it's not just one person. It's just this collective. I don't know what it is with the Raiders, but as I said, when when things go bad, they just seem to slide downhill on both sides of the ball. Even with the play calling, right? The penalties. It's just everything rolled into one. And I yeah. I don't know what it is. But the Raiders have to figure it out this year, and they and they're probably not going to make the playoffs this year. But barring a you know some slides from other teams in the miracle, but they have to understand that when the momentum slides, they need some energy in the side. Somebody to pick those guys up and say, "Look, we're still going to win this freaking game." Right. I don't think they have that right now. No, and and, and I I think well, I know some people take this the wrong way, but. You have a nine. You have a ten, almost a ten-year quarterback there too. I think he should be one. You have guys Max Crosby on defense. You have guys there who should do that. Who should come out and say, "All right, let's pick this up. Let's get this going." By the way, Skips nineteen oh four in the YouTube chat says, "Amazing, you all continue to only blame the defense." I don't think you were here for the first segment, Skip, when we talked about the lack of complimentary football, my friend, uh, and the fact that they only got two first downs in the second half. So uh, I know some people drop in and drop out of the broadcast, but um, no, that that's not the case. It, it, there's plenty of blame to go all the way around. Uh, but yeah, the, the lack of intensity, again, you know, we, we, we thought that this team had gotten over the hump with the coaching staff and that they kind of had figured that out and they put it together. Even on the broadcast, Murph, they talked at the beginning about the Derek Carr meltdown at the press conference after the Colts loss and how that seemed to bring everybody together. And then today it's like it never happened. Yeah, that was a huge focus of their broadcast. Is they, yeah. they really locked into that idea yep. that, that Derek had this emotional press conference, and and we've all talked about it, on, uh, you know, individually and, and on our collective shows about how like that's when things changed. Like that's seemingly for whatever happened inside the locker room, whatever happened inside the organization, like that changed the momentum of this team for this season when Derek had the, and you know, and, and we had Jonathan Abram get let go and we, we had a handful of things happen and mm-hmm. we saw improvement on the team. I'm going to pin it all on John Abram, but Merrick's performance and his play improved when he 
It was when he was lined up next to Deron Harmon and not Jonathan Abrams. So, like, we saw things happen, and there were a few things that were definitive where it was like, okay, this changed the trajectory of this season. And that's why I think we were so all bought in because you're right. We've, we've talked – I mean, I feel like for the majority of the shows I've done with you guys, we've talked about the negative body language, the kind of, the you know, the droopy, like, woe is me, it's all on me, like, you know, ah, shucks, we'll get them next time kind of nature of the Raiders this year. But then seemingly it changed after that moment, after Derek had that emotional moment at the podium, they highlighted it. And then it, isn't it funny? Like, it, it fe- and I don't know, I'd have to go back and watch it, but it feels like as soon as they highlighted that, that's when it all freaking went downhill, man. It was like right yeah. after that it was like, like, Hey, look, here's some good that's happening to the Raiders. And then, here we go you know right on down <laughs> all right we're going to take our last break for those of you on audio for those of you on youtube hold on just for a second we'll be right back uh and don't forget make sure you subscribe to the podcast and uh, wherever you get it wherever you get the audio if you if you watch us on youtube thank you and we appreciate the chats going crazy but also subscribe to us on the audio side we would appreciate that we'll be back right after this don't go anywhere <laughs> 